Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. This week you have me and Leo. Good evening. Yo, yo, yo. Our week, our, our week. <laughs> That's how the week's been going. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Our guest this week is actually the owner of Gun Butter. And hopefully I say his name correct. Let's bring in Mason Litchfield. Perfect. You nailed it. Boom. There we go. Well, at least that's better than my inability to speak in the first two couple of sentences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, Mason, if you would go ahead and take a second and introduce yourself. Awesome. Uh, my name is Mason Litchfield. I am the owner of Gun Butter. I took over... Um, became involved about a year ago and officially became the owner this year around January. Um, grew up just north of Seattle and in Colorado for a little bit. Um, typical childhood, played sports, school, camping, uh, shooting, mostly trap and skeet with my dad and then uh, went to college. That's where things started to get a little weirder. Um, around, so I'm 25 now, around age 20. 19 um started really getting into some serious treatment for lyme disease and so when i came out of that last year i just went uh head first into this gun industry with gun butter and here i am okay interesting now where were you at when you contracted lyme uh we believe my mother passed it to me and some siblings it took about eight years to diagnose and then five years to become uh, functioning. So I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, you know, not where I used to be. So I did make the BYU lacrosse team. I was like 215 pounds, um, doing really well. And then some stressful events occurred and I dropped down to like 95 pounds pretty quick. Um, and so I've had to do, you know, hours and hours countless months of uh, different IV therapies, antibiotics, you name it. And then lots of months in uh, Mexico getting some really gnarly stuff. So doing much better and just glad to uh, be alive. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty gnarly stuff. So I definitely have some uh, personal belief and passion behind the idea that you should be able to protect yourself um, and do what you want physically, medically, you know, whatever that may be and protect that by any means. Yeah, I bet you do. I mean, that's personal experience. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to open up a little heavy. Oh, but, no. uh, There's going to be yeah. some people on this episode that are like, man, I have failed at life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do better, no. everybody. <laughs> All right, so we're going to, we have a few, we start off with some questions that are personalized to get to know the guest. A lot of times they're the most difficult questions we ask people. So that's where we're going to start. Awesome. Take it away, Leo. Now, now, I will say after that, I don't know if these are going to be all that difficult, but we're going to try. So <laughs> yeah. uh, question number one is, what is your favorite movie? Uh. I listened, so I did a little preparing. I knew you'd ask a couple of these. So wow. the other day, I did. I love anything comedy. I just watched Talladega Nights, so we'll go with that. 
If you ain't first, you're last. Damn, exactly. Good, can't right. go wrong with Talladega Nights. We got Dave already in the correct attire for some Talladega. So. That's right. <laughs> there we go. There's a cougar in the car. <laughs> we have pictures of him with that cougar in the car, actually. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, he's at, Tal at Talladega Speedway. Yeah. It's, it's, this, this movie strikes home very personal for Dave as well, so that's good. Um, our next question is always interesting because we have people that don't know what books are, and we have people that are very well read. So this could go either way. Um, but what is your favorite book? I'm not a reader at all. So Where the Red Fern Grows, um, probably going to be my favorite. That's a solid choice, though. Right. I think it was the first book I read. Um, That's like the very, first very book on the summer list, reading list. So. Yeah. Right. No, I like exactly. that. That's awesome. It's one I remember, though, so we'll count it. I, there you go. Take that box. All right. So this is a Huggy special. This Chris, whose power has decided to give up on him out in front row. So this is a hidden question, but who is your favorite superhero? Um, Probably Batman. I think... Obviously, it's not realistic, but the sense that it could be with, you know, some cool technology is a little more appealing than just uh, waiting to find out this superhero has a new power or ability or whatever it is at the end of a two hour movie. So I like the, it's a little more interesting in the action scenes. And I don't know. Batman's yeah, always like been cool. The stealth and the black stuff is just awesome. Yeah, it's definitely more achievable than, you know being superman exactly so no i like it all right what do you got dave all right so now that you've gotten into the gun business with gun butter yeah do you have a favorite caliber and gun Ooh, i would have to say that the favorite gun i've shot would be our nighthawk counselor it's just a nine millimeter um it's just for how small it is, it, it really shoots like a full size uh, 2011 of sorts. I mean, it's just awesome. Looks perfect. Feels awesome. Any anything Nighthawk probably going to be my favorite. Okay. We we're good friends with them. They've worked with us a long time. Um, definitely going to continue our partnership and friendship with all the Nighthawk guys. I believe they have a relationship with Tim Heron too. Who's, uh, is that Gibbs? Uh, am, am I right there, Leo, or am I wrong? I, to be honest, I don't recall specifically, but okay. either way, it's a good manufacturer, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, you, you're telling me that you found out recently that some a bunch of military units have been utilizing this stuff yeah so as i've taken over this business it's been a lot of digging gathering physical documents searching old forums um, piecing together the whole history of this product um, the previous owner didn't have a strong bookkeeping or record of all these uh, testimonials or uses of the product and so it's always interesting to get these phone calls from 
uh, different militaries or operators around the world, um, primarily the U.S., um, telling me their experiences with the product and how they came to know it. Um, and so lately, I got a call from, he's a private contractor now, but he was, he went all the way through Delta um, Force and stuff like that. And uh, I guess at one point, um, the product was pretty standard with every Delta Force um, group across Afghanistan at one point. And then to date, about half of the special operations units um, used the product. And so that's primarily going to be our grease, anything piston powered, um, generally, you know, automatic up, you're going to use the grease, but they do use the lubricant um, as well. And so obviously that goes on their weapons, uh, sidearms up through, yep, sidearms up through, you know, the, the M249s. We even have a video of uh, some guys throwing two grease syringes in a helicopter bearing, um, built it all back up and took off right there. And so it's just crazy learning all the different uses and applications these guys have uh, used it on. And they're really the ones, you know, in those extreme, extreme conditions when that, you know, every little piece matters, every malfunction matters, you know, it's their life on the line especially with some of these private um, contracting guys. And so, you know, there's no way out if things go wrong. Um, and so it's been awesome. And so, you know, it's past all the military testing. That would be the sand test, 10,000 rounds while they're dumping Afghanistan shipped in sand um, on the weapon, pouring water, all that stuff. So initially I know when it got overseas, um, during Operation Desert Storm, they went from applying their M249s every, I believe, three hours to every three days. Um, it, this stuff just wouldn't burn up. And that super fine moon dust just turned all the lubricants and oils they had um, into putty. And so when they got this out there, it was just game changing. Desert Storm. It goes way back. Um, Mark. He was a professional and competitive shooter, uh, Mark Turney, up in the Seattle area. And he wasn't loving him, any of the oils. And so he hired a bunch of Boeing aerospace engineers um, for about three, four years to come up with a lubricant. Every time they'd give him an option, he would stick it in the freezer. If it acted different at all, he'd send it back, you know, repeated this on and on and on. And uh, eventually they got it whipped up and the original crew, I believe, was him, uh, Todd Jarrett was around, and Taron Butler. He was a younger guy at the time. Um, he was like the third or fourth guy to ever try it. And so he was on the team for years and years. We have a great testimonial from him, you know, having no malfunctions the last seven years since he's used it. So it's wow, just all these no hidden. Idea. Yeah, there's the deep, long, hidden history that I'm just piecing together before I come back out with a whole new branding and uh, marketing angle, I guess, because wow, it, obviously we have a lot of the military and tactical guys using it, but there's also a lot of benefits that go with the competitive scene. And that's where a lot of our focus has been this last year with, you know, Rob over at Atlas and uh, guys of that sort. Okay. Yeah, Matt Hempel and Rob Epiphania. They yep. use it. 
Yep. That's how yep. that's how I actually found out about it was through those guys. Rob's awesome. I can't say enough good about he, that guy. He's a he, workhorse. He is. <laughs> he's yeah, up he at is. four or five, like messaging me stuff while he's Goodness working out gracious. or something. I don't know, yeah. Sonic cleaning all of his parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Using the purple juice. Yeah, we just talked about that the last podcast we had. Yeah, it was crazy. You should just text him back. Go back to sleep, Rob. It's too early. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's East Coast time, and you're definitely not East Coast time. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a difference, you know. Just yeah, two, three hours, yeah. no big deal. Ridiculous. Yeah. So we're just here in Salt Lake City now. Hmm. Here's a few other people. A bunch of competitors out that way. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, even Todd Jarrett was much younger back then. Everybody was. Um, He's over with uh, Hops and Staccato now, and that's cool. But right, he, he was with us for years and years. He's a great shooter, obviously. Yeah, for sure. So what? I, I assume then that the um, the the chemical makeup is proprietary and, and obviously guarded. Yep. So um, we haven't. Uh, what is it? Not trademarked. Um, what's it called? Patented the formula because we don't want to say what's in it. Um, there's a few ingredients. It's all American source, different lubricants, oils, synthetic greases, you name it, um, that come into this formula. And there's a few of those that if we just even said what they were, we know other companies would follow. Um, it allows it to have that thicker grease aspect to it without all the negatives that generally come with that the gunking up the freezing up um, things of that sort so as far as our actual grease goes the trigger butter we call it now um, it's it's a much thinner lighter grease than most but our lubricant is much thicker and heavier than most lubricants okay well we won't let anybody know that it's actually beaver fat yeah. you're good, you're good. Right, we have Rob. I was going to it a different way. I'm glad you said what you said instead of what I was going to say. Yeah, no, we're we're up in the mountains early every morning hunting beaver and uh, squeezing out the their their skins. For yeah, it's like when they milk. make almond milk and they're basically just soaking almonds in water and squeezing it. That's, that's it. like yeah. beaver. Yeah, that's what gives but, it the but right it's, color. It's Alaskan it's beaver crazy. though. Yeah, so it right. handles the cold. Yep, that's right. Yep. All right, so you had sent me some samples, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious. So we have the what I would with the pen applicator. Yep, the a lot of people call it the pen oiler. Um, it's our quarter okay. fluid ounce uh, bottle, and again, all of our bottles will have a needle applicator. That's to help you, you know, obviously get in there and pinpoint it where you want. But you all, it also you really need such a small amount when you're putting it on just about any weapon system you have, um, unless you're military and, you know, just lathering up these massive guns. Most of it's just going to be pinpointed here and there. And even then, you know, if you watch the Lenny McGill, how to lube a Glock or any video that he puts out, he's wiping away all the excess with the microfiber just into the barrel or the slide. So is there any difference, before we get into it too heavily, between there's a red and a black cap? Oh, no. That's just okay. uh, supply chain mayhem. Okay. And there's no difference between the pen and the bottle? 
Correct. Okay. So that's our so two thirds general bottle, uh, better for you, you know, your workbench. So this would last forever almost. Yeah. So these pens last about 50,000 rounds. Uh, depends on what gun you're shooting, where you are, uh, who it is. Um, Lenny will clean and reapply every, uh, what is it, 3,000 rounds. But I have some guys, you know, if it passed military testing, that's 10,000 rounds at a time. All right. So first time you put this on, so they have some, some questions. Mm -hmm. um, the website says the best thing to do is to strip all the old oil off of it. Yep. Uh, so this, we don't classify this or claim this to be a CLP. There's no corrosive or cleaning properties. Um, you can leave it on your gun, stick it on a shelf for three years, and it's not going to rust or erode or gunk up or anything. Uh, great for humidity, kind of a necessity for our Florida shooters. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we it's fine. I mean, you can blend it with other uh, lubricants. I have some guys who like frog oil a little bit with it or frog lube um, just from their experience. But most people, the thing is, once it's on there, you don't need that degreaser. You won't really need a heavy CLP. 99% um, away will wipe away with the microfiber towel. Okay. Now... I was going to apply it to a striker fired gun, mm -hmm. but I was like, you know what? Let me, let me talk to him before, before I do this. So if I take like a gun scrubber and I spray it all out, strip it all down, where exactly am I applying this lubrication to? Right. So all the contact points, you know, the slide rails, um, hammer mm -hmm. hooks, the feeding ramp, a light coat is nice. The barrel, the okay. barrel hood, you name it. Uh, Lenny, he'll take this, you know, super, super fine amount, just kind of rub the whole inside of the slide. So when the debris and the carbon does attach to it, it won't attach to the metal. It's still just on that fine layer of the gun butter. So you just wipe that right out. But it's not enough. It's It holds so well and you need so little. You'll be able to just wipe it out um, without any excess gunking. And it's not going to run around because you are able to apply less. And in general, it stays in place much better. Okay. So it doesn't sound like you really need to do much to clean it then once you fired the gun? Nope. So you're good to go. Some people, I mean, the other day, so I'll, I carry a shadow system, CR, sorry, XR, MR918, just a, it's just Glock pretty much. And, mm -hmm. uh, one Q-tip, not even a fancy good one, just like a soft cotton one. One Q-tip down the slide rails, everything's good. Throw one quick rail, takes three seconds. You know, it's really quick and easy to apply, and I'm good to go. Um, Rob, he tried it out on his uh, Atlas. He, when he was cleaning it, no degreaser, just a microfiber, and it all wiped away. Hmm. Okay. Now, with the grease, I'm, I'm assuming now we're talking something more along, like I would normally put grease on the lugs of my bolt for my bolt gun. Right. So on here, we say you can, you know, we recommend on the hammer hooks, here tips, here spring tips, locking lugs on barrel. Um, 
anything that the grease can do for majority of our uh, you know standard guns the lubricants great for some people i've noticed some of our competition guys on their three guns their uh, pccs i believe they throw it on the what is it the lugs just a little dab at the very end and that's it everything else they generally stick to the lubricant so um it is interesting though zev who we work with they use this on the grease on all of their systems including their oz9s um, in the slide rails and everything and so we don't generally we we recommend you don't just because you don't need that thick of product um, on the slide but it, it is possible i guess <laughs> And everything I'm saying, I, I try and regurgitate, you know, these legitimate testimonials and statements from you know, well-known shooters, manufacturers, whoever. I never claim to be a weapons expert, a gunsmith expert, anything like that. Um, I really leave it up to the shooter. I know that it's a quality product. It will do its job. Um, you can't really go wrong with it. Like, you can't apply too much or too little like that's that's very tough to do um and so once people just experience it try it out whatever it, it it's it's done i mean the the reviews and the testimonials and feedback is just overwhelmingly positive um it i i i get no negative emails um about the product okay so is there any time anybody would ever need to script that stuff off once it's been put on? Uh, it, it can't hurt. It, will, it might speed up the cleaning process. Occasionally, every few cleanings, I'll use a little degreaser spray of swords, ballastol, or anything, um, and we're good to go. But again, majority of the time, just a rag, just your cotton swabs, whatever it is, is, is plenty. Okay. If I remember, there was I had read something where um, it it basically lifts the carbon, the sand, and everything, and keeps it away from. The right. Metal. So it's not just an oil, and it's not like a grease. You know, it's a lubricant. So there's these different components in there. That's why it says shake well in the bottle. Every now and then, just a quick shake, one or two um, flicks of your wrist is good. So there's. The heavier components that will get in there, that's attaching to your metal stronger. That's keeping it really smooth, really nice, everything you want. And then the thinner oil components we have, that sits on top to essentially. And all the carbon, all the debris that comes in, the metal shavings, it's attached to that and it's pushed out from the contact point. So there's always still going to be some lubricant wherever that metal is, even after thousands of rounds on your bolt carry group wipe it with microfiber and you'll still see a sheen of red generally um the oil on top just keeps the dirt and stuff away so it will still be there i mean when you wipe it with a white rag you'll see plenty of carbon and black but your gun will be much cleaner and uh it, it protects it awesome it's awesome for a breaking period getting um especially those snug gun, snug guns running nice so does, 
I feel like it would be like mobile one where your parts don't break down so they don't break in. It, it certainly helps. Um, a lot of the oils and lubricants on the market, especially anything that claims CLP, they're just really thin motor oils most of the time. You know, I'm not going to speak bad about any in particular. Um, it, some are water-based, some claim, you know, the ceramic stuff, this and the other. All of our stuff, you know, the different labs and manufacturers from all the different uh, ingredients we use, we let them do most of the heavy lifting on the technology now. Um, I could have never come up with this formula. Luckily, we had those Boeing aerospace engineers um, do the heavy lifting and all of the creation on that part. Um, so now I just get to work on the manufacturing, the marketing, the branding every little thing in between um so as much as i've been learning about the gun community i've just been learning about business in general so are, are the aerospace engineers like consultants or are they actually part of the no they they were hired um as a consultants essentially years and years ago they're not okay. in connection or work with us anymore so are there any other industries outside of the firearms industry where this is used that you're aware of or yeah so we had a lot of people and i still get calls about people using it on their fishing reels they love it the grease primarily but some use the lubricant and then uh turns out we had a lot of pro cyclists actually using it on their bike chains and so we okay. lightened up that formula and a hair and just released that with one of my partners he's a professional cyclist so we just launched that as bike butter. <laughs> so we, we own all the trademarks for anything with an industrial lubricant using the word butter. Um, so eventually maybe we'll have real butter and door butter and all the other things. But I mean, it works great on your door hinges, <laughs> car hinges, anything like that. Uh, years and years. All right. I, I can't seem to find it now, but if I remember correctly, I saw, there it is. You gotta do one that's called colon butter. <laughs> there's a that's a different industry and there, there's a few lubricants with the word butter over there so hey, it just popped into my head i was like oh my gosh colon butter i think boy butter is a popular one. Oh goodness <laughs> oh goodness broad interpretation there yeah right. we just took a left turn right. <laughs> now how are you so the biggest thing that, um, with my background, the thing that we found was in colder temperatures, like the Mark had found was, you know, it'll make your, your weapons operate very sluggishly at mm -hmm. best. Um, and it's funny, I just pulled, after I got your stuff, I pulled a pistol out that I had lubed up several years back and had just been sitting in the safe and found it was at the trigger was sluggish so i actually stripped that down with um gun scrubber and cleaned that up to get that working properly but do you know how they came up with the negative 70 degrees to 400 fahrenheit operating right so with the what is it safety data sheet um i think it's proven you know 100 percent the grease or sorry the lubricant is good negative 40 
but we have footage of some uh who was it the 51st brigade they were up at kybar pass or kyber pass um 20 years ago pouring gun butter bottle to bottle with a thermometer behind them reading negative 70. okay that's impressive yeah so and then you know the 700 again the safety data sheet that will prove totally good to go no change in anything up to 400 i believe but when it's running a machine gun for 10,000 rounds at a time not burning up we know it withstands much more than 700. okay yeah that that's a hot barrel that's a right. really hot barrel right and so and that would be with the grease but they did actually test a lot of weapons with the lubricant where they should have used the grease and it passed just fine um, so i'm confident uh both will withstand heat perfectly the grease alone is gonna slow you up a little bit that's why i don't recommend it on a barrel um, or a slide sorry um but the lubricant allowing for that as fast of uh, cycle speed cycle rate as possible that's where rob really found he liked the product um, every millisecond with his gun matters and so his gun being able to run at full speed humanly possible with the guy who's as fast as humanly possible it just it adds up yeah for sure i i could definitely see that especially for him i, I don't know that it matters for me as much but for him sure i wish we could uh, attribute some of our products um, benefits to his reload speed but that's all him unfortunately. Uh, yeah that's uh that's ridiculous right him and jay beal both they're they're ridiculous yep uh um so what you were talking about was the maximizing the cyclic rate of fire on the firearm there you go so i also had another vet um i believe he was a marine and he was talking about throwing that using gun butter all over what's the handheld grenade launcher called is some sort of automatic grenade launcher and it's a huge 10 inch block 12 inch block on there just going crazy so he said when they threw butter on they'd never seen it run so quick and uh they refused to use anything else from that point on him and his team interesting okay it, I, it would be very i'm gonna have to reach out to some other people and see if anybody's used it anywhere because i know a lot of people who were over there so i'll have to i know a lot of the higher ups around fort sills um use and are big fans of it okay i'm trying to remember what's at fort sill but i can't that's army so i don't know yeah that's just the big artillery training base camp um any and anyone i'm sorry not any and everyone a lot of people shooting a gun um go there to learn <laughs> there you go now someone like myself who just got it and wants to apply it to their pistol their rifle their shotgun whatever the case is yeah. Um, are there any tips that we should know? So for a Glock um, striker fire, I always just recommend Lenny McGill's video. It has two or three million views. Um, 
you can skip to the last, I think it's at the 52 minute marker. Um, he has long videos, but he gets to it after cleaning the Glock for an hour. He shows you how to apply. Um, and especially on theirs, you just need so, so little. And then for a 1911 or 2011 style pistol, I'd recommend um, watching Nighthawk's video. And, uh, or on our Instagram page, we have like a highlight of Rob Epiphania. I would say Epiphania, but of him applying it on one of his atlases, I believe. So I, I never try and give out um, application advice. I leave that up to the professionals. Okay. I mean, Lenny's been using the product longer than I've been around, so. I think I found the video. Let me share my screen and you can confirm. Uh, Share screen. There it is. Wow. Does that look about right? Maintaining your Glock? Yep. That would be one of them. Um, I think okay. he has how to oil a Glock as well. Either one of those is great, though. Okay. All right, I'll have to go in and check that out. I'll have to leave a link, too, so that people can find it. Definitely. And both those videos would be on our frequently asked uh, questions page at gunbutter.com. Okay, hold on a second now. We are going... Make sure to send that to Huggy since that's his service weapon now. There you go. Is this it? I don't think that's it. Let's go there. All right, let me add this in. There we go. So there's your frequently asked question page. Correct. Let's um, keep scrolling down a bit. And it'll be a big old video. So is Does it, it keep going I, or no? Let's just scroll down a bit further. There's looping the 1911. Uh, trigger grease. Keep going past the dealer section. Sorry. There you oh, go. So okay. that would be Nighthawks. And then right below would be Lenny. Uh, okay. There we go. Proper. All right. Right there on the web page. Then I'll put that link in the notes. That'll work better. Perfect. And people can just go there and, and look. So how many how many 1911s do you have now, Leo? Like 700? Oh, he's got to unmute himself. Just 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 two. No, no, no. Just it's two. right now it's just the two. Yeah, I had yeah, 3, I now week. have two. Oh. Uh, man, listen, sometimes sometimes well, I mean, technically if I were to buy a 2011 it wouldn't be a 1911, it would just be a 2011, but you know, it's the anniversary. You just gotta, you know, say yes. Yeah. Listen, I have a very yeah, understanding wife and kids that are that don't need that much right now. They're still young. <laughs> and not for nothing. Technically, this is for them anyways, because I'm not gonna live forever. So when I die, they get a whole bunch of stuff. So this That's... is just future shopping for my kids. Exactly. I already have all my dad's, his best weapons picked out for myself. Yeah, that's why she gets mad. She's like, why do you buy two of everything? I was like, we had two kids. <laughs> Technically, it's your fault. 
<laughs> you could have said oh. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, oh, 308? Well, I have to have two 308s. Like, then they can argue about which one they want. Like, oh, 6-5? Like, okay, I'll let them argue it out. One gets the semi-auto, one gets the bolt action. Like, they can figure that out on their own. There you go. Yeah. So how many, Mason, how many uh, siblings do you have that you have to... <laughs> I have an older sister. She isn't in the fight for the weapons and then two younger brothers um but now that i'm in the industry right they're leaning on me for all the hookups and connects so of course yeah yeah for other stuff not for your dad's stuff like listen one of you (laughs) working for it (laughs) yeah he has a he's a nice wilson combat ar that i have my eyes on for sure (laughs) yeah it's a smart choice so you off the air when we talked initially you were saying um that you were just you were working at gun butter and then decided to buy it to purchase it um how i i guess you were saying that you were already family friends with mark yep so i was just coming out of all that treatment stuff attending university of utah online i'd done a semester two last spring, I guess. And Mark made it clear. He's like, Hey, I know you guys, my brother at the time was back in Washington helping. And he's like, Hey, I don't have any, you know, anyone else to give the business to eventually I would be interested in giving or selling to you at one point. And so I moved home, uh, dropped school and just kind of went headfirst into that. So at first it was a lot of book work, figuring out, stuff like that it was pretty messy and then uh um, improving manufacturing processes so instead of hand filling bottles we have somewhat of an automated system and moving forward we're very excited we have a we're moving into third party uh, filling and fulfillment warehouses so i won't be in the basement all day um doing that myself so that is a huge thumbs up and yeah i mean washington um so i've spent like the most of my treatment the last five years was out in utah so i knew i had to bring it back out here um so instead of like really paying myself i took that cash and it was an upfront down payment for the business then he gets this you know check every month um and so i was able to kind of speed up that process and really start doing with the business as i please now, did you are, did you have any experience with automation and, and all of no. this? No, this learn as you go. This has been a 5 a.m. to midnight experiment the last every day of the last year. I mean, it's just been crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, I met Rob within the first 20 minutes of SHOT Show last year, and that was my first like gun event ever, um, you know, beyond the small weekend ones. And so it's just interesting to see how things play out. Um, same thing. I met the 1911 syndicate, um, and those guys within the first couple minutes at shot show. And now we're good friends. So 2022 or 2020, no, 2021 was canceled. Yeah. So it would have been last January or February this year. Okay. Yeah. January. Yeah. I was there. I didn't see you guys. I didn't see Rob, but the Atlas booth uh, is, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, the Atlas boost stood out. It was just fluorescent blue. 
you know, they had like 10 guys with blue polos. So I was able to meet several of them, but Rob really, uh, we really connected. Well, he's also easy to see. He's like seven foot tall. and Yeah, we, we look eye to eye. I'm six four myself. Oh, cool. Whoa. Well, hey, you know what? You can go out and be a national champion probably tomorrow. Yeah, me, Nils, and Rob, right? Yeah, there you I mean, go. Honestly, yeah, yeah. You've you've met most of the prerequisites already. Perfect. You didn't grow up on a farm, <laughs> did you? No, no. Ah, okay. Uh, you're probably not gonna make it then. Sorry. I know. Homeschool. <laughs> next time. Next time. That, not homeschooled. Um, I so I attended, you know, normal high school and all that. Went to BYU for a year, treatment, and then University of Utah for a semester. So I'm around my associates, maybe, but I don't think I'll ever, I will never go back. Oh, okay. Well, to go from 6'4", 215 to 6'4", and 95 pounds, holy cow, you must have looked frail. Yeah. Did you ever see um, The Machinist? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, you, I mean, you probably don't need to. You lived it, so I wouldn't worry Slender, about watching yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, any Slender Man or like zombie reference is pretty accurate. Um, it was brutal. I was just That's skin rough. and bones. So, wow. So, have you? I'm telling you, if you're listening to this podcast and you complain about your day, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. That man has been through some stuff. Have you regained at least half of your weight back, or are you still? Yeah, like so I'm up to like 170 now. So I'm working on it. Um, okay. So initially at like the peak of it, it was just overwhelming pain, exhaustion, psychosis, depression, anxiety, sensitivities, you name it, just everything. Like you couldn't really get out of bed. And then um, now it's just kind of brain fog and I'm tired, but nothing compared to uh, a couple of years ago. So I was jacked up on painkillers and I mean, I was up so many percocets today and it was all you know recommended by my doctor and it was monitored and safe i mean i was at their clinic every day getting ivs so it was okay but it was brutal man i i do not miss it so to be able to I, well i get coming out of that it was like i could go to school for two more years see what happens or i could go see what happens with gun butter and this has obviously turned out to be better than ever expected um yeah, just opportunities Amazing. and connections. It all happens so quick, and this community is super, super easy to work with. Um, I don't do much with the bike butter side of things at all, but I, I see it some, and uh, it's brutal. Those uh, those cyclists are <laughs> pretty elitist. They're a, they're a confrontational very in the comments. Bunch. Yeah. Really, they are awful. They're Any dude people. in a gun shop is twenty times nicer. Yeah, if, if you've ever met horse people, that's like bike people <laughs> without the, the footsies. Right, it's wow. all elitist ways to spend tens of thousands of dollars to uh, yeah transport yourself. I guess. Yeah, on a kid's toy. That, hey, listen, no, like, uh, I'm not trying to ruin that side of the business. Obviously. Buy bike butter, chain butter, whatever butter for your wheels and whatnot. Gun butter's obviously better. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey uh, if you ever get, listen, if you need help gaining weight, two things. I can help with that. And if you ever want to start colon butter, let me know. I got you. 
<laughs> Those two, two things I can do for you easy. Incredible. I think we're good on the colon bottle butter for now, but uh, I'm, listen, I'm just putting it out there. TM. Yep. We'll, we'll do it right now. Okay. <laughs> Could be a, a, a separate division altogether. Yeah, it is non toxic. It's so a one man show. We are good to go. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> Crazy. I do get a lot of those similar butter lubricant jokes, um, mostly from the older <laughs> firearm audience. Um, they love telling me those jokes at any in-person event. And do you think you'll be at SHOT Show this coming January? Yep, definitely. Um, we're figuring out, so we have a lot of like changing partnerships and you know contracts, things like that. So it's hard to say at what scale we'll be there in the least um me and my team will be walking around we'll probably hang out with uh you know nighthawk zev masterpiece and then we will be working we might our product will be on display at the action target booth um so if anyone wants to see it there you can okay now what is I'm action target sure they're uh yeah they make the indoor um, training facilities, the really nice um, target systems with lights and the computerized things in the wall, as well as whole training facilities like CQBs um, all around the world. So they're, I think they own Mantis as well. Um, okay. If you know about that dry fire stuff. Right. So they're in Utah. They are, they're, they're big. They're really big. There seems to be a lot of stuff like that in that Utah, Colorado. Yeah, Utah's kind of blowing up. Um, we have Fieldcraft right here in Heber. We have Black Rifle in Salt Lake. Um, Christensen Arms is obviously here. Uh, who is it? Flux Defense, those cool little pop-out um, SIG things of sorts. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Ready Gunner with Neil and uh, Tier 1 Concealed is up the street. Wow, okay. So it's a packed little influencer spot with lots, um, <laughs> lots of good shooters, lots of good manufacturers, everything. It's funny, a lot of those okay. guys are on my gun safe. There you go, yeah. you know, quality. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of names I recognize when you were mentioning all yeah. of that. So what do you, what's the next big thing for you guys then coming up? We, uh, some sort of, you know, official stuff with our government, if you will. I don't want to say things I can't okay. yet um, until okay. stuff's official, but it's moving in that direction right now. Um, lots of back and forth there. And then, um, we the, some of our most recent manufacturing partnerships would be masterpiece arms so one of our shooters david lyle i believe he just won south carolina or georgia's three gun and he's um an engineer with masterpiece now so with their new ds9 pistol line we're a partnered with we're partnered with them so it's him travis tomasi and they have a whole great team over there and uh Zev, um, we'll have some more official public stuff with them soon. And then, uh, who is it? 
I think that's the most exciting stuff right now. There, there, we're, we have so many things about to be released, but I just can't say it yet. Um, but that okay. will be, you'll hear about it. We'll post it up. So you're, you're trying to corner the market of the guys who reload rapidly, like Rob and Travis. Exactly. I see what you're doing. Exactly. That's just kind of how it plays out. Um, <laughs> taking over this business and being associated with Zev and Nighthawk and, you know, some of these guys, we want to keep our brand association nice and high um, at that level of quality and manufacturing. So it's a fairly limited list, you know, of people we reach out to, but um, it's growing. So. so, okay. So when you were saying then that you're, you've got a rebranding coming up, is it, are you just changing the, the look of the labels or? So, yeah, we, we did that. Um, we used to have like the green labels with like a melting gold stick of butter on it. Now it's, you know, gray and just much more simple looking um okay. not so much that but we'll have all sorts of you know polished information on the website about application testimonials um we're just gathering all that combat footage and recorded testimonial from all these different operators and that takes time they're all overseas or coming back or you know hard to get a hold of do you have a time frame that you look to have that done or when people can start looking on your site for that type of stuff? Um, by the end of the gonna... year, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no hard time frame, unfortunately. So do you guys have like a YouTube channel or are you going to start one to put all this stuff or are you just going to link it all on your website? We, um, it will all be linked. Most of the, you know, quality information is coming from these you know, skilled shooters or skilled uh, gunsmiths. So I'd rather they produce the content and information in their full right and capacity. And then we will republish it. Um, but when I send product out, you know, to these YouTubers or influencers, if you will, on occasion, um, I don't tell them anything. I'm like, hey, if you like it, let me know and we can work some numbers or something. But you you show people why you like it like is it the automatic or immediate smoothness you feel is it the improved easy cleaning is it the improved application do you like being able to see the red so you know exactly where you put it you know there's just so many qualities and benefits to the product um i try and let everyone we work with discover them and kind of share them on their own um in their own right and so with rob we were i we chatted for a while he's like hey i'm gonna post you know i'll let you know beforehand but if i don't like it, i'm gonna tell people i don't like it." i'm like perfect like all i can ask for is a fully honest review like i have full confidence in the product and um, we have such a crazy long rich history um on the craziest weapons to the craziest environments i'm so confident it can handle you know 99 percent of shooting around the country let alone um, competitive shooters who are cleaning and maintaining their weapons weekly. Now you mentioned Florida earlier. How mm -hmm. well, how well, are, for example, um, one of the units I was in, in the Marine Corps, we did a lot of amphibious operations on inflatable rubber boats. And we would, there were times where we would have to coat our weapons in Vaseline to keep them from being damaged by the salt water. Yeah. How well does this stuff work in 
or resist salt water? There was, it's on an old 1911 forum page somewhere. Some guy put it to the test, um, stuck, you know, gum buttered up screw and another screw in some acid of sorts, pulled it out. And the same with water. And um, it was perfectly protected. The other one was totally eroded. And I have hunters right now coming back. They'll douse their barrels up in these rainy days up in Washington, walking in the mud, the marsh, all of that. Um, and it beads up. You know, you'll see the water just bead and trip off, off barrel. It, it does so well with water. It's, you know, I mean, it passed the water test. And again, with that military testing. And so that's about as crazy as you, you'll get with rain. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I definitely plan on making my own video with applying this stuff. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. That'd be great. I just wanted to talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get you on the show and, and talk about it first to make sure I didn't mess it up. So, yeah, I mean, the product speaks for itself. It really... I can't um, speak to its full abilities by any means. It's I, I'm continually learning new qualities and histories of the product weekly. So, well, I definitely think you've the first thing I, I noticed and I loved was like you were saying, every single applicator has the needle tip. So that is fantastic. We were, or, well, Mark was the first one to do it 20, 25 years ago, he claims, for the gun oils. Um, a lot of people have followed suit, obviously, but it's a very fine gauge needle. So even with some of these other ones, I think Lucas has a needle on theirs technically, but it's a much larger gauge. So, um, Well, and with a lot of other ones, you have to buy that separately. It doesn't come with that automatically. Which is like, oh, another added cost of using another, um, you know, whatever brand it is. It's like, oh, you want the needle applicator tip? You got to buy it with the package I've, or whatever. I've seen that. So luckily with these, this one's obviously better for the range. Um, it's also great for kits and like plate carriers. And then um, keeps this one, you know, it's obviously more prone to break. But you can screw both caps off and refill however you need okay now the the pin i assume it's um disposable then once it runs out it's yep. that's it okay so you could buy or refill it with your two-thirds if you want um you can screw that off as well oh you can so you can refill it yeah just that little metal piece right up here so i just yeah. use okay. pliers um when i'm closing these up okay now, do you guys, I didn't notice anything bigger than the, the two-thirds of an ounce. Do you so plan we, on selling? Yeah, we have um, a one-ounce bottle releasing this fall, we'll say. And so okay. once that's released, all the prices will continue to drop. Um, we've already dropped them a little bit. I mean, they've been set high for a very long time. So 20 years ago, I mean, that was very large amount of money for such a small bottle of lubricant. So we're aware and um, like, yeah, the value is there because you need so much less and lasts so much longer, even though it's much smaller than a you know $5 big bottle of gun oil at the shop. Um, 
it does technically weigh out in value. We still want to keep it competitive financially. So we're just continuing to drop um, the price as we increase our manufacturing abilities. So I'll, we're, we're getting very close to um, it's just a huge sum of oil and greases and products we're mixing and buying at once to de drop the price for you guys. Okay. All right. Is there anything we didn't talk about? I don't think so. Um, if you guys want, I can like, we can whip up a code. Um, we can talk about this after if you want though, but we can do a casual shooters code if you guys want to give out like 20% off or anything. Okay. We'll talk about that after. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. I can, I can see now on your, um, well, and I guess you have the old branding on the grease. Yeah, right there. So, yeah, so there it is. So this would but be the new one. Um, ah, okay. But okay, same thing. Yeah, I I definitely like the the logo with the looks like a reticle type of a thing. Yep. With the gun gun butter inside. Okay. All right, uh, Leo. Do you have anything? I mean, not not so much a question. I do I do think it, there's value in stating that it's it's always nice to see uh, a company say like hey test our product and let us know if you don't like it tell us but if you do you know like it's it, there aren't a lot of companies that are willing to let other people do that and be like it's either good or it's not and we think it's good and we stand by it so good for you guys like i think that's yeah. probably going to help a lot especially with rebranding that you have the confidence in your product to go out there and be wow. like yeah be worse and see what happens like we're we believe in it so right that's refreshing right i appreciate that um a lot of you know you'll go on youtube and see these different gun oil lubricant comparison videos and they're doing some like weird tests like if it's lighter heavier than water and if that matters i guess and uh like a pressure test and this and the other and it's like run it on the gun, put in some somewhat conceivable environments, um, you know, throw lots of mud, lots of dirt, water, freeze it, cook it in the sun, whatever. Make it make sense though. Like we're not here to compete who is the best looking lubricant, even though ours is the best looking. Um, <laughs> we're here to, for, you know, fire on performance. So. <laughs> It is nice. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the oils are very, you know, thin, clear motor oil, essentially. It's, you know, it's going to run away. It's messy to apply and that gets in all the crevices and that gunks up and causes issues. Well, it was, it was interesting because you were talking about the, the moon dust and my very first thought, and I was going to say something with, with Dave is shooting down in Florida and like you drop a mag down in Florida and you're like, well, my, my, I'm, I'm done for the day. Like, I'm not gonna be able, I gotta take out my brush and take it apart and clean it just because, you know, that like that is super fine dust. So yeah. I, I am sure that that's a great testing ground for, for anything like that, because that stuff is horrific. We have a few guys down there. Top of my mind would be uh, DJ with Guns and Butter TV and then Jeff Wick. Um, they're constantly testing it with that Florida um, shooting right. facility dirt. Um, it's brutal. They send me photos and videos and they're constantly handing out butter samples to other shooters. 
having difficulties with those um, with that dust. Yeah. yeah, it's John Wick's cousin, Jeff. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> his long lost brother. That's it. Yeah, no, that's all I got. Okay. Well, Mason, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was awesome. My first uh, public appearance, if you will. <laughs> Hopefully okay, we worked too hard on you. No, on, no, this was awesome. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in Vegas um, if I don't see you before then. Heck yeah. Give me just a minute here. Let's see if uh, he replies. We might have a we might have a guest popping in real quick. Uh-oh. Is it Huggy? Uh, nope. Okay, I guess I was say he did finally get or, his power a real, back. A, a real guest. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I hate to say, I can only say this because I've known Huggy for so long. Somebody that matters. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've known the guy seventeen years. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, come on. I believe in you. I do too. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give me just a minute here. Well, while he's doing that, so Mason, you said skeet and trap shooting is how you grew up. Or yep. you grew up doing that. Like you didn't, you know, only do that exclusively. Right. Um, is there anything else aside from like everyday carry? Is there any other com like competitive shooting that you do? uh no like have you tried really. two gun or three gun or uspsa or anything like that my hands-on shooting experience has been very limited um as a kid you know i was around shot what i could and then going from bedridden to the business now there's just not a whole lot of time to uh get out there and shoot but as i acquire right. these fun pieces and sample guns if you will from partner manufacturers uh, i'll definitely be spending some more time on the range so i'm Sweet. definitely the open pistols is awesome and those just look too cool and then uh i like the carry like competition the like red dot carry what what would that be classified as oh, oh, carry so, optics. yeah carry yeah. optic so that's I what dave's yeah, really cool yeah, we we uh we call that the poor man's open. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, if you can't afford, if all you can afford to spend in total is like a thousand dollars, then you know, like that's where you're gonna max out. Is that the new PDP? No, Actually, so that's, that's a, the that's can rival. Oh no, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, you mentioned Nils earlier. I'm like, hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine's no, back funny. there. That's awesome. Yeah. Mine's the one, two, three, fifth one in from on the second row. It's hard to see because they're all black. But yeah, on that side, mine's over there. Gotcha. But the rest of those pistols are SIGs. So it's a mix of SIGs and Canics. That, gotcha. Again, you can't really see because yeah. they're black. Yeah. Leo's a big SIG fan. So. Yeah. I, I'm trying Nothing to lean into that. the more classic 1911 style pistols i i think those are cool yeah i have a dave's got one i have a cmp uh world war ii surplus 1911. that's awesome yeah my mine was actually built at quantico 
back in the 80s, early 90s. I think it was late 80s, actually. That is awesome. Yeah, I was, I was learning how to walk when that was built. <laughs> it's not because Dave's old. It's just because I'm young. Oh, no, it is. I was Dave, Dave is not as now. old as you would think. Hey, I'm older. We're all 28 yeah. here. I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave's just really tall. He outgrew his hair is what happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It preferred a lower center of gravity. So, but yeah, no, I've got two 1911s, and they're both auction pieces that I got. One was against CMP, and then the other one was um, is a global war on terror. It's a, a Marine uh, 1911. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 